Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. We had a good one last night on TV 10 on Talk Radio WRNR between Spring Mills and Jefferson. A lot different than... Uh, some people had anticipated going into the matchup. It was a scoreless game headed into the bottom of the seventh inning. And uh, Noah Carter was due up for uh, Jefferson, but uh, they actually, Coach Lowry Sr. pulled him and put in the pitcher, Daquan Scheip, who had thrown a no-hitter, and uh, this is what happened. Yeah, Juan Scheip sends it into left field. That should be deep enough to score the run. Runner tags from third, and the Cougars win on a Daquan Shipe walk-off sack fly. It's a no-hitter for Shipe, and he's the hero tonight for Jefferson. There you go. You heard Nick's call from that ball game, and uh, Jefferson gets the walk-off win one nothing. Nick, definitely a lot different than uh, some people had anticipated this matchup going. Yeah, I certainly didn't anticipate a one nothing ball game heading in, but knowing that Chase Herndon was on the mound that always gives spring mills a chance so herndon pitched an incredible ball game i mean he struggled a little bit with some walks and some hit by pitches but overall when the team needed him to come through he got outs and, and was successful out there on the mound and daquan shipe just pitched an even better ball game a no hitter on his side nearly a perfect game i think he was like three walks away and a hit by pitch from a perfect game so just an incredible performance from shipe he gets the sacrifice walk off uh, which is a good story, but it does bring, I think, a little bit concern uh, toward the Jefferson side of things. Obviously, they still found a way to win the game, which seems to be really the trend with this team. They always find a way to win, but this was a three-win Spring Mills team, and you did struggle to get hits with runners in scoring position throughout the ball game. I think they left nine guys on base, so not the best outing for the Cougars but a win is a win against a quality EPAC pitcher and and they know that this conference is tough and and it's not just going to be because they have the best record that they're just going to roll into the state playoffs they know that they're going to have a challenge uh, throughout sectionals and regionals if they get there so um, you know a great EPAC game a surprising game in some ways but uh, was a fun pitcher's duel, which is always good to see. And uh, talking about Shipe again, very efficient in his seven innings, uh, less than 10 pitches per inning, 69 total pitches for the outing, 46 of those for strikes. Obviously, the no hit, no runs, two walks, six, or five strikeouts, facing 23 batters, so nearly facing the minimum. Uh, and you just mentioned Chase Herndon on the other side, five innings, one hit, six walks, four strikeouts. Tyler. Cover came in and he went one and two thirds innings, two hits, one run, one earned, and one strikeout. Obviously, the the walks kind of the situation there for Herndon, and uh, really, you know, you talk about Jefferson, what you were just talking about right there. They left so many men on base last night, which is why Chase Herndon's pitch count was so high. Not only did he walk six guys, but you know there was an error in there as well, and uh, he didn't pitch bad. He just 
you know, walked a few too many guys. And if he didn't walk six guys, maybe he could have made it into the sixth inning. I mean, he still had five innings and only allowed one hit. So I, yeah. I think I'd say it's a pretty good outing for Herndon. And even though, as you said, Jefferson got the win, and that's been the theme, you still, if you're a Jefferson fan, might need to worry after that. I mean, if you have a performance like that against other teams in the EPAC, I, I don't think you end up winning that game like they did last night. But you got to give credit still to Shipe. I mean, fantastic job on the mound, pitching to contact, which is not what we saw there from Herndon. That was a big difference. And when Herndon did have to get taken out there after 106 pitches, only 60 of those for strikes, we kind of knew that unless it came down to some pretty big defensive plays that Jefferson eventually was going to win, and they did eventually go to the small ball and the sack fly is what ultimately won them that game but you still only had four total hits against a team that only has three wins this year when you're a team that is the best in the state with only three losses so they need to really figure some things out moving forward and here's another thing i want to note about last night's game the play that sets up the walk-off Sam Wobnitz takes off from second should never do that in that situation with the ball hit in front of him Compton makes a good play but unfortunately for him his throw hits Wobnitz allowing him to get third base it should have been two outs and a runner on first which completely changes the next situation for Jefferson and they might be still playing <laughs> at this point <laughs> if uh, the way things were looking last night if that play doesn't happen happen so the ball just doesn't bounce Spring Mills's way there toward the end and you know they're a three-win team but I do think they are a lot better than that in terms of they can compete with some teams uh especially if Chase Herndon on the mound as we saw last night so um just a tough loss for Spring Mills but again Jefferson keeps finding ways to win that's the most important thing but Jefferson will, uh, wins the regular season EPAC title with the win last night even though it doesn't count towards sectional or excuse me towards the regional rankings towards all that because that was all figured out yesterday which we'll get into momentarily once we finish recapping the games from yesterday Washington found its offense found its pitching last night ended its seven game win streak uh, a gem on the mound by calling what Losing, losing streak, streak, not win streak. Me. Seven game losing streak, excuse me. Colin Reed pitched a gem on the mound. Seven innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. Pretty efficient night for him as well. 84 pitches on the night, 62 of those for strikes, 23 batters faced. And the offense came alive, as I just mentioned. Stoudemire went one for four, two RBIs. McCarthy, two for four. Uh, Reed went two for three himself. Smith goes one for four with one RBI. And, uh, just a great night overall wick went three for three with an rbi as well but they finally found their offense and pitching all in the same game and this just shows the turn of a dime what can happen with washington showing that they can be one of the best teams in the state if they want to be yeah coach lowry said to us in the post game show that washington is a legit good team uh, to look out for and uh, i mean they have two of the best pitchers in this conference he called colin reed the best hitter in the conference so well he did get a walk-off hit against him a month or so yeah, ago i mean so he is he a really good player that. yeah and you know obviously they'll they'll start to take care of hampshire in the sectional to play jefferson but um you know this is a good washington team and we know that it's just been a tough stretch for them i think i wouldn't want to face them at all in sectional play and 
or, or regional play if they get there. So uh, this is a team that, while their record may not be the best, they do have the two best pitchers, I think the best one-two combo in the EPAC in terms of Stoudemire and Reed. Uh, just their bats haven't been there recently, and if they can find a way to get some hits and get run support for those guys, they're going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, and Musselman now wins four in a row, beating Hampshire 14-4 to last night in a run rule game, 17-8 uh, and now on the season. Um, but they get a big win last night regional-wise. It obviously didn't count because the rankings already came out, but their game tonight with Martinsburg at home uh, for Musselman, that's been postponed due to, to tomorrow night at 7 p.m., so we'll have that for you tomorrow night. 6.40 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch due to field conditions after the weather last night at Musselman. Um, and then Hedgesville and Jefferson slated to do battle tonight at 7. We'll have that game for you if the game happens. Talking to Coach Eric Grove here recently, he's saying it's still iffy, but he'll let us know for sure. And uh, that's really what the EPAC's got going on tonight. Um, but uh, the most important thing came out this morning. Got a uh, got it fresh in the text messages at uh, 9 a.m. Let me go find it. I don't know where it went. Oh, there it is. Uh, the regional rankings came out for AAA Region 2, Section 1 and 2. Uh, it goes region-wise, Jefferson, Martinsburg, Musselman, Washington, Hedgesville, Hampshire, Spring Mill. So that sets up second, Section 1, Martinsburg, Musselman, Hedgesville, and Spring Mills. For Section 2, Jefferson, Washington, Hampshire. Uh, Colin and I predicted this pretty right. I can't remember what you predicted, Nick. I had it flipped there oh, between 6 and 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had what Colin had there, and I think uh, that was the big surprise. But, again, it's not, like, a huge surprise necessarily. It doesn't really make any difference. And I even think Spring Mill, with last night's performance, showed that they probably should have been above Hampshire. But But last night's performance doesn't matter anyway because it starts with sections. Yeah, Yeah, you still are going to be the last seed in the section. Yeah. So it doesn't make any difference. No, but that does set up the matchups next week. Uh, let me double check here for you so that we'll have um excuse me we will have game one we'll have um martinsburg versus spring mills there mm-hmm. for you on tuesday night with martinsburg hosting and uh i believe that also will set up musselman and hedgesville to do battle that night as well and then the section two has uh, Hampshire at Washington, and then the winner of that will play at Jefferson on Thursday. Yes, I don't know. I'm very confused how the section two works out. It's a double elimination. It racket. is double elimination. What are you right. confused about? Never mind. I got it. So <laughs> Jefferson gets to have a day off, and then Hampshire and Washington will do battle to play. The winner will play. Um, Jefferson, and then I believe game one loser versus game two loser play again mm-hmm. for the championship or to the right to go to the championship next week. But overall, I think I think this is right if you're looking at the season as a whole. Even yeah, if you look at the season as a whole, it is. But the reason why, even though it doesn't matter because you do section splitting wise in the region, I had Spring Mills over Hampshire was because even though Hampshire has more wins on the year, Spring Mills beat them twice during the season. And from what we've seen from the teams, I felt like Spring Mills was a better team, just played a tougher schedule than Hampshire. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only debate. And, you know, it's not, like I said, a huge deal where you rank those two teams. You could definitely make an argument between Musselman and Martinsburg, but I just felt like Martinsburg's entire season is slightly better than Musselman's, but Musselman does have the win over Martinsburg, and we don't know what will happen tomorrow now between those two teams, which is unfortunate. I think, like I said on the show, if Musselman were to beat Martinsburg tomorrow and the rankings were still to be decided, I feel like Musselman would have got the higher seed. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, I think. Hedgesville is still a team to maybe look out for if a healthy Riley Bub. So it's going to be a competitive sectional, and it all comes down to who plays their best baseball at this point in the season. Uh, You know, I didn't really consider the pitching matchups like Tripp had mentioned. That is an interesting point that you might not have your best pitcher available then for the championship if you get a lower seed. Mm -hmm. But that's the only real thing that matters. At the end of the day, you got to find a way to beat these teams anyway. So... Martinsburg's going to have a big test Tuesday, assuming that they have to go up against uh, Herndon after what we saw last night. Oh, I guarantee he's Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll definitely pitch. But then who pitches for Martinsburg? They have more options. They do. So that's why Martinsburg is maybe a better team, too, than Musselman overall, because behind Stevens, Musselman has some decent pitchers. They have Hartman, obviously, who's a good pitcher, and they, I think everybody else is just kind of average or in-between guys, so... They have that one-two punch, but, I mean, you look at Martinsburg, a healthy Caleb Edwards is one of the best pitchers in this conference. Joe Paulson as a reliever I think is a good guy to have at this point. Uh, Lupus, Boober has been great. So mm-hmm. I mean, Boober's a only a sophomore, pitchers. too. Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't matter. No, and all the pitchers are getting, getting healthy at the right time. Uh, but that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll talk NBA playoffs last night. Uh, big win, right? Big win for your team. Yeah. We'll talk about that next after this two-minute break. You won't find too many red lights. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. For every parent with a child entering pre-K through 7th grade, we invite you to consider Airborne Christian Academy. Enrolling your student in a Christian school, it's never been more affordable. With a WV Hope Scholarship offering $4,300 per year per student. And if you've been hoping for alternative ways for your child to flourish academically while remaining true to your faith, we want to partner with you. Check out all the details at airborne.church forward slash 
school. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. May the 4th be with everyone. Had to cue that up. It's only once a year you can do that. Not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but I'm a decent Star Wars fan. What does that mean exactly? I'm not a big I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Like I, I don't collect Star Wars stuff. I do know gotcha. people that do collect Star Wars stuff. I do not though. I do. <laughs> I mean, Colin's a cool guy. Then I don't, I don't personally collect anything, but I'm I consider myself a pretty big fan in terms of like going to see the movies and watching all the shows say, and stuff. Seeing the movies, yeah. Mandalorian. But, I, you know, I wanted to make an intro for the show today, but we just didn't have enough time to do that. Yeah, I was going to make, like, time. an opening crawl. I mean, that would have been cool. Yeah. I have to think about that for next year. Yeah. Well, Revenge of the Fifth is tomorrow, but it's also Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some NBA playoff talk here on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10, the sports mix this afternoon with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. Uh, Celtics get a big win, 109-86. I mean, they scored 32 and 33 points in the first and second quarters while giving up 21 and 19. It was basically over at half, Colin. Yeah, they were up uh, 25 at the half and really came down to the three-point shooting last night. Uh, Boston made 20 of 43 from behind the arc, and uh, the Bucks three for 18. There you go. So that was the big difference. Even though the Bucks got 54 points in the paint, Boston was finally able to turn around a horrible shooting performance in Game 1 and come out, uh, shoot the lights out of the uh, TD Garden there for Game 2. And as I said, I wasn't really worried after Game 1. I was frustrated with how they were, but I knew what Boston was capable of, and hopefully they can continue that now into Milwaukee. Well, I had said yesterday on the show that uh, you know, I thought Milwaukee was going to win, and I decided that I'm every time Boston plays, I'm just not going to make a prediction because I've been over two. On. I mean, Giannis still did his what he does. I mean, he didn't get a triple double this time, but 28 points, nine rebounds, seven assists isn't. He, he's always going to do what he does. He's the best player in exactly. the league, and he's six foot eleven, and just got to can do everything pretty much on the court. Shut down the rest of shoot the game. threes for a high percentage, but still not a terrible shooter and. You know, you're not going to shut him down. So, uh, if you can limit the the role players, that's really the key. And obviously, Boston was able to do that last night. And we know the Celtics have a good team. And I had said originally this was going to be a seven game series. I just kind of got yep. caught up in game one. I think a little bit. So I thought maybe the Bucks were superior. I still think it goes seven games. It's you know two really good teams. Obviously, Tatum has really 
stepped it up for this playoffs, but I think Jalen Brown led the way last night for yeah, them. Yeah, he so. had, I think, 25 points in the first half, which is something that you never see from him. And then he coasted, only needed to score five in the second half to get to 30. Well, well, I mean, last year fourth he, quarter, I don't know how much playing time he actually true. got. So. Yeah. Well, they only scored 18 in the third quarter and 26 in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, the most they gave up the entire game per quarter was 26. So there's yeah. no way that the, the Bucks were even coming back in that one. Yeah. And last year, I mean, Brown was playing amazing basketball before he got hurt. So maybe he's starting to get back into that groove, which, if so, I mean, Tatum and Brown, that's a very dangerous one-two mm-hmm. punch. Definitely in the other game last night was a lot closer one, a five-point ball game. The Grizzlies even up the series. Well, let me close the book. The East semifinals now even at one apiece. They'll do battle again Thursday. Is that correct, Colin? Saturday. They get all the way off until Saturday? Yep. Doesn't make sense. Travel. Welcome to the NBA. Okay, all right. Well, I guess I was wrong. Why (laughs) do you need to travel that much? Milwaukee. Then practice and then play the next game. All right. Well, uh, the other game last this is night why it goes till June. That doesn't make any sense to me. Even hockey is lesser than that. I think uh, Grizzlies you get win. the 106-101 victory over the Warriors to even that series at one. Uh, John Morant had forty-seven points, eight boards, and eight assists in that one. Steph Curry only twenty-seven points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Uh, John Morant just took over the ball game really. Yeah, I'd said I got this prediction right. So I, I did predict Memphis to win this game and even up this series. And you know, we know both teams are quality teams, but I, I think John Morant has played amazing basketball throughout this playoffs, and uh, you know, most improved player in in the league. And I don't know if that's even really a award he should be up for because he was already a really good player last season. So he's just continued to develop, continue to play well for Memphis, and. They find a way to win that game down to tie it up. And, and it, I think it goes six. I think eventually Golden State's experience will be a little bit too much for this Memphis team. But both games have been extremely close. It could be mm-hmm. just as easily 2-0 Memphis. But they're playing at home now. So I think going back to Golden State will be tough. And they might drop two games there uh, before it eventually goes to the Warriors. But we'll see. Uh, again, the Grizzlies are a young team. This is a new territory for them going on the road for a semifinal matchup um but they certainly have proven in these first two games that this is not going to be a walkover series just because they're young and inexperienced and not used to playing a team like golden state yeah john Morant's a stud and i think i did what you said that you did for the other series and that was kind of get too much into that first game and make your opinion from there i thought golden state was going to get the win last night and then be able to cruise at home and really dominate this series but memphis is a good team and when john morant gets 47 points yeah you don't need much help around him he had some i mean there were three other guys that scored in double figures as well but a 47 point night against golden state is a pretty big feat so congrats to uh him and I hope that this game or this series, excuse me, does go six or seven because it it's going to be a good one. Definitely will be a good one. Let's look at tonight, 730 TNT, 76ers and Heat doing battle game two with Miami up in the series. One nothing Miami favored in this one by eight. What are your thoughts on the big favored by eight? I mean, obviously you don't, if you're the 76ers, you again don't have Embiid. Yeah, no Embiid. Miami's at home. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like we said, it's going to be very tough for Philly to 
make this a competitive series without Joel Embiid. Uh, maybe if they can kind of build off some of the things they were able to do well in the last game. Uh, but like I said before, I think they have to change their game plan. Obviously now Harden is their best player, so the offense runs completely through him. And when you don't have that post presence, it, it really does change spacing and, and how you're going to orchestrate the offense. So um, it, it's interesting to see can they make that adjustment on the fly, but it just seems like Miami has the better overall team. And with Joel Embiid out, it's not even really that close. And I would think that the eight points is a fair line there and that the uh, Heat take this this game too. Yeah, Harden needs to step up. He only had 16 points last game, two of seven for three. I mean, he was uh, tied for the best rebounder for the 76ers, but they lost by 14. And if they want to have a chance in this uh, series, he needs to double his scoring performance at least. All right, there you go. The other game tonight, Mavericks and Suns, 10 p.m. TNT. Suns on top one nothing of the series, and they are favored in this one by six. I like the Suns again tonight. You like the Suns? I like the Suns, too. Yeah, I mean, like we said, Luka had the 45-point performance, and that wasn't enough. So, I mean, what more can he do for his team to win? They were competitive last game. I could see Dallas winning tonight, but I I don't think this is going to be a super long series, so it's rare to see. I don't think Dallas wins in Phoenix. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, it's rare to see a series that only goes four or five games for a team to steal a game on the road early in the series because usually if a team splits the first two games, then then it's going to go long. But if not, it's usually over in four or five. So I'm taking Phoenix tonight. I could maybe see Dallas making it close again if, if Luka gets some help. But overall, I just think Phoenix at full strength is the best team and they're going to win the, win it all. So hard to take against them. All right, there you go. Let's take a look about at some news in the NBA. Miami Heat guard Tyler Hero received 96 first place votes en route to the sixth man of the year award. I feel like we predicted the the awards at the beginning of the year. Did we do that? Yeah, but I don't remember who we predicted. I don't know, but he got Harrow got 96 out of the 100 possible first place first place votes. So I that's almost unanimous. Yeah, nearly yeah. unanimous guy there. Uh, also, we got some coaching. Uh, coaching carousel continues here in the ML and NBA. Excuse me, ex Lakers coach Mike D'Antoni, as well as Rockets coach, has been identified as a Charlotte Hornets potential coach. Uh, D'Antoni, who was out of the league, or he's an assistant, right? I feel like he's an assistant. He was with the Nets, but I think he might have left. So I think he's not in in coaching. I think he's a consultant for somebody. He's a coaching advisor for the Pelicans. There you go. That's pretty close. You were very close. Uh, But he was an assistant until 20 in the 2020, 2021 season after he left the Rockets prior to the 2020 season. Um, But that could uh, be interesting. Mike D'Antoni with LaMelo Ball. Charlotte. Yeah. I think he could could upgrade that team. Yeah. They won't win a championship because D'Antoni can't win a championship, but. His brother can win a CIT championship. Yeah, the CIT, baby. (laughs) And the CUSA. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this two-minute break. We'll talk NHL playoffs. Capitals, huge win last night. We'll talk about that and a double overtime game 
as well. That's next Triple. after this triple overtime game. You're right. After this two-minute break, you tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Let's go to some beers. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers, Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. A tip here through Bobrovsky. They score! T.J. Oshie on a break into the Florida zone. A feed from the left side. Tip to the top of the goal crease. And number 77 has given Washington a third period lead in game. It's three to two. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page as well as at WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter. Capitals steal a big win in Florida against the Panthers, um, I believe. Yeah, here it is. Here's the number. The Panthers heading into the third period this season. 39-0-1 when leading after two periods and 22-0-0 at home. Uh, wow. It's pretty good for game one. Yeah, it surprised to, me. To, it really did surprise me. Uh, Caps get the early goal over here from Tom Wilson. From the outside from Schultz in front and a chance for Orloff and it was broken up by Sam Reinhardt from about five feet out. Now the shot from Mantha and the shot they score! 
The Capitals, as the power play expired, able to redirect past Bobrovsky. And it's one. Nothing. Washington. Tom Wilson is in. They get the one nothing lead there with Tom Wilson, but unfortunately, he would leave the game just a few moments later. Uh, then the uh, Panthers would tie it up. Then they take the lead heading into in the second, excuse me. So it'd be two to one heading into the third, and then uh, Kuznetsov would tie it up with this goal. Ovechkin, the early breaking free of Uyghur, and now down low, Kuznetsov scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov on a Florida turnover, breaks in and scores on Bobrovsky! Game one is tied at two with 11.46 to play in regulation, a gigantic goal for Evgeny Kuznetsov! Reminds me of the 2018 playoffs there, Colin. That's what I was actually going to say, too, because through a lot of those games in those uh, series in 2018, the Capitals had to come back and win in the third period, and that's what they uh, did last night. And, of course, it ended with an Eller goal, too. So that's even more of a uh, luck in the 2018. But I I said that... Epting that goal there to make it 4-2. I said that they needed to give me some belief because I wasn't feeling too confident, and they did last night. They had the lead with eight and a half minutes to go. The defense and uh, Vitek Vancek in the goal really stepped up. Florida had a lot of chances there in the eight and a half minutes to uh, tie things up, but they just weren't able to do so. So if it's going to be tough to play like that the entire series, but getting one on the road is what you always like to see. Definitely, and I think uh, it's good to see Alex Ovechkin propel this team one way or another. He doesn't score a goal, but he had a great assist there to Kuznetsov on take on that takeaway, which is something he usually doesn't do. Play a lot of his defense. He doesn't usually, you know, isn't you know in there a lot. Yeah, he had the takeaway, and he knew as well that Kuznetsov had more of the speed because yeah. Ovechkin could have tried to go for the uh, breakaway all on himself, but he saw Kuznetsov to his right and decided to pass because Kuznetsov has the speed as well as the better handles in that 1v1 situation between Kuznetsov and the goalie. Definitely, and then uh, America's hero, TJ Oshie, scores the game-winning goal you heard coming back from break here on a great assist by Nick Backstrom, and then the Lars Eller empty net goal. Caps get the win 4-2, but it doesn't come without two potential scary uh things that happened obviously you mentioned tom wilson injured and he tried to test it during tv timeouts to come back out and then he immediately went down the tunnel uh he did not finish that game and then i believe with just about two minutes left john carlson got hit up high in the head and he left that game which is scary because john carlson one of the best defensemen in the nhl yeah two uh first line guys offensively and defensively respectively that are now possibly injured hopefully they're okay and can come back but it's scary situations and it's physical guys too and Florida was really physical last night which was surprising to a lot of people but you have to understand that's what they're going to do it's against Washington you want to be the aggressors in that situation and if Wilson's out they lose a guy that uh is the enforcer for Washington so He's the guy that usually steps up in cases that uh, somebody goes after Ovechkin or Oshie or anybody like that. But they can hold their own, but 
when you have a guy like Wilson to do it for them, that's what you like. And Carlson, same thing. As you said, one of the best defensive guys in the NHL. He runs the point in the uh, power play usually, too. So if he's out for a long time or even a few games, this is a scary uh, series now, even though it already was because it's against the President Trophy winning Panthers. Definitely is, but the Caps get the win. They're back in action tomorrow night for Game 2 down in Florida. 7.30, puck drop again. And uh, we'll get yeah. Originally, we are going to have the broadcast for you fully, but we'll get you into to the broadcast after the Musselman-Martinsburg game concludes. Uh, but big Game 1 win for the Caps. Viatek Vanacek played great in net. Uh, looking at the other games last night, Game 1 there between the Penguins and Rangers. Uh Penguins had to come back in this one after being down uh, 2 nothing, and then they came back and tied it and made it 3-3. No goals in the third period, no goals in the first extra session, no goals in the second extra session. And finally, Evgeny Malkin, I believe, scores a game-winning goal there in the third overtime. The Penguins now lead that series 4 – or excuse me, they get the win 4-3, and the Penguins now lead that series 1-0. Uh, Avalanche with some offense – in the first period, five goals there to up the end. The Predators seven to two. They now lead the series one nothing. Flames get an early goal against the Stars, and uh, they now lead one nothing. Uh, tonight's matchups include the Bruins and the Hurricanes for Game Two. Carolina favored in that one after already leading the series one nothing. Toronto made Toronto versus the Lightning seven thirty. Uh, Toronto already leads the series one nothing. Their favorite, or excuse me, Minnesota, or wrong one. Excuse me, Toronto is favored. Then nine thirty, Blues versus Wild. Uh, Blues lead the series one nothing. The Wild are favored in this one. And then the round out the night, Kings and Oilers. LA leads one nothing, and Edmonton favored tonight. So it'll be a good night on tap for hockey as well. Uh, but uh, Caps again tomorrow night. Uh, tried to get Andrew Gillis on today, but just playoffs they all want to have their morning skate or usually a morning skates an earlier 10 a.m but they've now pushed them back with the game time back 30 minutes uh caps are getting ready to head on the ice down in florida for more for i guess afternoon skate at 1 p.m yeah it'd be uh nice if they were earlier so we could have possibly heard from uh andrew if carlson and wilson are out there we'll have to keep an eye on that and yeah have to look on twitter after the show today uh but nick any thoughts on hockey um not much i guess i mean you guys you guys kind of summarized it i I guess i'd say uh you know the capitals have a chance because of their experience and i think that helped them last night uh you know able to rally there and come back and battle and it's good for them too that ovechkin's playing and that's a crazy game between the uh, penguins and the rangers i didn't watch any of it but uh, saw a few highlights and just how long that one lasted. I wonder how that will carry over in that series. Yeah, yeah I remember the years are able ago, to pull it off against Florida. I hope uh, that series each game goes like triple overtime, so they're gassed. Um, I remember this is probably now ten years ago. I think the Caps were playing the Rangers, and they had a three or four overtime game in DC. Yeah, I and then the Caps went on to lose the series mm-hmm. in seven games because they were just gassed. And uh, the Rangers weren't as gas, but the Capitals at the time. Is that conference finals? That no, no. They have, the Caps didn't make oh, it yeah. to the conference finals until they made it to 
All right, it must have been semifinals then. Yeah. I think All I right. remember that series. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle on, or excuse me, by, excuse me, way Parsons off there. Ford. By Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, we became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. Sorry about that. We get back. We'll uh, talk some MLB, the Nationals. Looking good right now. And special announcement that I just received in my email about 20 or so minutes ago uh, from the PR, which might be interesting to some Nationals fans and just baseball fans in general. We'll talk about that when we come back and wrap things up. After this two-minute break, you're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 2 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this course on May 14th. All defensive courses will be held at the training center in Bloomery, West Virginia. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 4th. May the 4th be with you, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dubuinic, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you as we wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, big news coming out of the Nationals camp just moments ago here around 12... 25 got an email there and when we were down at nats park what was it a month ago maybe you just i think about a month ago yeah about a month ago right the day, yeah sorry the day before opening day yeah which was the seventh so we were there the sixth which was 
four Wednesdays ago exactly. How how does that work out? Uh, I'd asked the them about works out with math. Yeah, I don't do math. Counting. No. Uh, I'd asked you them, have today. Yes, you're right. I had asked the uh, marketing people. I said I'd read something that the Nationals were going to do have the Zimmerman weekend. And now we know he can read and he can sometimes right. do math. All right, That's let's get impressive. into this. This All is right, more important than me anymore. being able to read or do math. Um, I'd asked because I'd heard that they were doing Ryan's. They had announced they were doing Ryan Zimmerman uh, celebration for his career the weekend of June seventeenth, eighteenth, but I hadn't heard what was exactly going to be there. And they said that they would release it at another date. They hadn't fully gotten everything together because they didn't know when the season was going to start up until you know three weeks before that. So they were just starting to work on it. So I got an email in my mailbox from the Nationals PR at 1225. The Nationals will honor Ryan Zimmerman, the face of the franchise, for nearly a decade and a half with two straight days of celebrations, Friday, June 17th, and Saturday, June 18th. Ryan Zimmerman weekend highlights include fan giveaways, appearances by former players, Zimmerman's official jersey retirement ceremony prior to Saturday's game, which has been moved back to 435 to accommodate the festivities. You can go on to nationals.com slash Zim for more details and to purchase tickets. Um, message from Mark Lerner, the managing principal owner of the Nationals, quote, not only is Ryan Mr. National, but he is more importantly a dear friend. It brings me and my family to so, so much joy to see that his number 11 jersey is the first in Nationals history to be retired. We're, look, we're all looking forward to, the, to welcoming Ryan, his family, and friends back to the ballpark for a weekend full of celebration, memories, and thanks. Um, Ryan Zimmerman weekend officially begins with Game 2 of a split doubleheader versus the Phillies on Friday, June 17, 7.05. The first 20,000 fans aged 21 or older will receive an employee number 11 t-shirt courtesy of Budweiser. All fans are invited to strike a pose with several Zimmerman photo activations located throughout the ballpark. Prior to Friday night's game, Zimmerman and some of his former teammates will reflect on the most prolific career in Washington Nationals history with a live Q&A session from the field. Saturday is the official is officially Ryan Zimmerman Day, highlighted by the Jersey Retirement Ceremony. Gates will open at 2.30 with pregame facilities slated to begin at 3.15. Masson will have full television coverage of pregame ceremonies leading up to first pitch versus the Phillies at 4.35. The first 10,000 kids aged 12 and under will receive throwback Ryan Zimmerman 2006 Jersey T-shirt. Presented by Harris Teeter in the Washington Post. Special tributes and messages will be shown throughout the game. Uh, so he's Ryan Zimmerman getting his due there for do you think Ryan they Zimmerman weekend. purposely chose the series against the Phillies so that they can have the uh, player that brought the Nationals the World Series in attendance? <laughs> that is funny. Uh, no, but I do believe it marks the date of his first walk-off home run. I you know from that two, more I than can't, me. So. I remember seeing a tweet when that when they had announced that it would be this weekend. I think June 18th was a special day in his career. I think it was his okay. first walk-off homer. I could be wrong on that, but uh I believe that's what was what I had heard and the Nationals getting a big victory last night as they start their series with the Rockies. Um it was a offensive explosion for the Nationals as they got the win 10 to 2. Eric Fetty on the mound, Nick's favorite Nationals pitcher. Uh, he went seven innings, six hits, one run, one earned, two strike or two three strikeouts and two walks. Uh, 
and the Nationals got the job done in the ball game. Uh, Josh Bell, three for five with three RBIs. Yadiel Hernandez, three for five, two RBIs. Cabert Ruiz, three for four, three RBIs. Juan Soto goes one for five, but he hits a solo shot. Uh, an overall good day for the Nationals, finally finding their offense and their pitching in the same game. And since you brought up Nick's favorite national pitcher, you mentioned earlier who's your least favorite nationals pitcher making some news today too oh yeah anibal sanchez he's moved to the 60-day dl he should just retire in my opinion it's the il sir yeah whatever same thing you know what i mean uh but the nationals i don't know what you mean back in action tonight 840 we'll join that game in progress for you potentially if we have a game if not you'll hear the whole thing uh tonight but the nationals believe now won three of their last four or four of their last five games is that correct they're the best team know. in baseball right they've now. won two in a row they're nine and 16 they're three and seven in their last 10 and three and they're not the yankees aren't an 11 game win streak <laughs> yeah the sadly. yankees are having <laughs> uh, yankee the nats have won Shmanky. Shmanky. Yeah. three of their last four games starting to look good 840 we'll have that game tonight for you whether we're joining it in progress or Taking the full thing, and then tomorrow, 3, 10 p.m., 2.40 pregame show. We'll have that for you leading up to baseball uh, later on in the EPAC-wise, that game that we'll have for you tomorrow. But uh, Nationals now starting to look good, and I heard a quote the other day uh, from Davey Martinez. He says, my teams always start bad. Whether we finish good or bad is to be seen, but uh, it's kind of like a thing for him that his teams don't start out very well. Uh, but now we'll look around the MLB. How'd the Orioles do last night? They lost. How many losses is that for them now in a row? Uh, in a row? It's only two, two in a row, I think. Two in a row. But they were competitive up they until the... They now have a worse the, record was than the Washington Nationals. Eighth inning. Or now sixth inning. It was a 2-2 game until the sixth inning. They allowed a uh, <laughs> three-run home run in the top of the sixth and then... Minnesota added two more in the ninth. Well, if we want to talk Orioles-Nationals, the Orioles do lead the all-time series against the Nats. Um, the year the Nats won the World Series, the Orioles were one of the worst teams in baseball, but their mass and ratings were up while the Nats were down. So, What are you talking about? I'm just saying they have a real fan base there in Baltimore. But I don't know. Baltimore's um, afraid they're going to leave. That's just crazy people like Nestor. But uh, in terms of the Orioles, you know, their future is a whole lot brighter than the Nationals, I would think, right now. And yeah. What are you talking about? They actually have uh, good prospects in their farm system, while the Nats have guys like Annabelle Sanchez pitching for them, who's like 60 years old and hasn't been good in 10 years. They're waiting for Strasburg to get back. Yeah, Strasburg, yeah, you've he'll been be injured doing tomorrow. That every other year. He walks outside, he gets injured. All right, then. So, you know, I mean, good for the Nationals. So they won two games in a row or whatever, four games in a row. Three out of their last four. That's really going to do a lot for them this year. Still last in the division, so not much different than Baltimore. I'm not the one hyping up my team. I'm not hyping them up. I'm just saying they're starting to look good. Maybe. False. Good. The hitting is in the eyes of the The pitching is in the eyes of the beholder. I did say that last night. Patrick Corbett on the mound tonight. Don't know what I expect from him. He had a pretty good outing last time. Who comes up now to pitch for them, Patty though, with Sanchez C. on the uh, 60-day IL? He's already been on the injured list. Some other guy named Aaron Sanchez. He's, he sucks, too. He's so it's in the ball tomorrow. with a like, fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue, but uh, that'll... T- 
<laughs> that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix uh hopefully we'll have some epac baseball for you tonight hedgesville jefferson slated to do battle still have not gotten word if that is in fact not happening or happening but uh, we'll keep you posted on our social media pages that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix either way we'll have muscleman at or excuse me jefferson martinsburg at muscleman tomorrow uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix we'll talk to you either tonight or tomorrow 1208